a lot of times people are not getting the interview because of perhaps social media posts that they've made. People are always back channeling, doing the references. So how you put yourself into the world, both in terms of your connections and also your online brand is so important. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Welcome, everyone, to the Mind Valley podcast. So I want to tell you a little story. When I was young, I was incredibly shy. Just being around people would fill me with the most awkward social anxiety. And I was aware of this. I was aware of how this awkwardness was holding me back. And so I remember picking up a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It is an amazing book. I think I read it for the first time at the age of 13, maybe 14. It's a story followed by a message, a story and a message, a story and a message, a story about how appreciation changed someone's life. And then the message, appreciate people, a story on why you should never criticize someone else or how a pioneer of Napoleon's era, maybe Andrew Carnegie, maybe Charles Schwab used these concepts. And then the key message. I love that book so much. By the time I was 18 years old, I'd read the book seven or eight times. I forget. I think it was seven times. But here's what happened. This shy guy, because I'd read that book, I got so good at networking, so good at connecting with people that I was always the quiet nerd in class. I was the kid with top marks that had never ever been on a date, that had no friends. At the age of 18, all of a sudden, I was president of the student council. I was the most popular guy in college. Everyone knew me. I wanted, for example, to get on stage acting. My college didn't have a drama society. I helped start one. I started all of these different clubs and societies. I got to create networks of really amazing friends, fellow campus leaders, all because I decided I was not going to tolerate being shy. I was not going to tolerate not knowing how to deal with people. I went in deep. And I read this book seven times and it changed my life. I think if I hadn't become student council president and learn all the lessons there in working with people, I probably would be a less effective CEO today where I have to work with 400 people on my own team, 50 to 100 Mind Valley authors, and then hundreds of vendors, partners, providers, and so on. And all of this requires people skills. But also getting to this level was an act of networking. I started joining networking groups when I was first starting out and I was a company of one. I would learn from these groups. I would connect with people and I would gradually move to bigger and bigger and bigger groups. I was in groups where I got to meet Richard Branson, Elon Musk, and be inspired by them and gain whole new ways of looking at the world. And it is this topic that we're going to be covering today with a woman, Porter Gale, who has written what many people believe to be the modern version of how to win friends and influence people. Porter, welcome to the Mind Valley podcast. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for those kind words. As you were telling your story, what I was thinking about was how you went from the shy kid and what benefit and all of the excitement and the growth that you probably had and, and that community and those experiences and being able to right. identify that you had this shyness and, and breaking through that barrier. It must have been a very powerful part of your life and still continues to be. 
It was, and which is why I'm so excited about interviewing you and introducing the world to your new book. Now, I want to read your bio, Porter, so people understand where you came from. So your book has been called A Fresh Take on How to Win Friends and Influence People. The foreword was written by the brilliant Apple evangelist Guy Kawasaki. You basically are an internationally known public speaker, networker, entrepreneur, more than 20 years of experience working in marketing, advertising, and independent filmmaking. That's an interesting topic on its own. You're currently chief marketing officer at Personal Capital, a digital financial advertisement company. From 2007 to 2011, Porter was the VP of marketing at Virgin America. I love that company. And so it's great meeting someone who was responsible for Virgin America's marketing, which I always thought was one of the best in the world. You were awarded the Changing the Game Award by the Advertising Woman of New York and was on AdAge's digital hot list, iMedia's top 25 digital marketers. And you were named a digital passionista by Huffington Post. You live with your daughter in San Francisco, and we're so excited to have you join us today. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's great to be here. You've covered so many different things. You've been in so many different fields. Working for Virgin America must have been crazy exciting. Why did you choose this topic for the book, networking? Yeah, I'm going to tell you the story of how it happened. So I was working at Virgin America and I had actually met Tim Ferriss. I was on a panel with Tim Ferriss and Kevin Rose. Tim and I became kind of friends and he was running an event in Napa called the Kimono. And it was basically... He was trying to open the kimono and tell people about how to write books. And at that time, I was doing a presentation, and it was all about the power of talking to people on airplanes and all of the interesting conversations that you can have if you travel with the mindset of keeping your headphones off instead of putting them on, right? And that you can meet farmers and musicians and all sorts of people and be very inspired. So I had a keynote about this presentation and Tim asked me to come up to his event to talk about the power of being open. So I was there and what I had done was shared all these stories about people I had met and Tim's book agent came up to me afterwards, a wonderful man named Steve. And he said, there's really something here about really showing people more about the value of this. And so we started brainstorming about the concept, and that's how the idea to write the book came together. So Tim was my connection to the book. That's beautiful. I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss' books as well. So it started out with the idea of talking to people on airplanes, but the book is called Your Network is Your Net Worth. Unlock the Hidden Power of Connections for Wealth, Success, Happiness, and Digital Age. What do we need to know about this? Why is the network the net worth? So, you know, I really started thinking about what happens when you have these connections and your opening story really starts to demonstrate it. But I really looked at my life and I grew up in Minnesota, pretty simple background. My mom was a probation officer and I ended up coming out to California after I went to Stanford and I started to realize that my career, the things that I was involved with, all of them were starting to accelerate based on the people that I was meeting Now, like you, I was quite shy. I'd say another barrier of mine, I had some insecurities. Sometimes we have that inner voice that says, you know, do I have the right thing to say? Am I going to connect with this person? And I really had to look at that and put myself in situations where I was uncomfortable, right? And put myself in situations where I could really push forward. And I realized that the connections with the people that we had 
were the ones that were really driving me forward. So the power of the network really gave my life so much value. And so I wanted to really communicate this and help other people find that success too. Love it. So there are a couple of really interesting things in your book that I'd love for you to touch on, because I think these are going to be such valuable tips for our audience. First question is, let's talk about give, give, get this concept. Sure, sure. Um, So give, give, get. Um, A lot of times when people think about networking, I think that perhaps it needs to be rebranded, right? I think they think of it as kind of that cocktail party where you're just around the the hors d'oeuvres and it's really about taking and they think, oh, I'm going to go get something, right? I'm going to go get a network. I'm going to get a connection. I'm going to get a job. And my perception on it is that you always want to try to give more than you receive and that when you are supportive and you're helping people and always trying to add value, things just come back to you, right? And so if you do this, if you nurture your network, for example, if recruiters call you, even if you're not interested in the opportunity, I always try to advise and recommend other people because then they always think of you, oh, that's somebody that's going to help. I'm going to come back to them. So give, give, get is really being in the mindset of always helping when you can and not thinking about you know trying to have things come back to you. I'm looking at some of the comments in the stream here, and I see one saying that the universe will give us back three to tenfold. That's exactly right. One story about this that happened to me, it was before I went to Virgin America. I was working at an ad agency, and it was a time when the economy was starting to go into decline. I was a single mom. I have a daughter now. She's 19, but at that time, she was quite young. And we decided to close the agency, so I found myself a single mom without a job and really in a point of fear, right? It's like, wow, I've got to take care of this little being and how can I move forward? And I ended up reaching out to my network. I really said, you know, listen, I'm looking for an opportunity. If anyone knows of anything, please let me know. A friend wrote me and said, Sir Richard's opening up an airline here. I know the recruiter who's doing the search. Would you like an introduction? And, you know, that's how I ended up getting that connection. One of the things I've realized after conducting well over a thousand interviews with the world's greatest thought leaders in everything from entrepreneurship to spirituality, to health and wellness, to relationship, is that life is enormous. And there are so many ways we can make our life better and better in every way, in every single day. If you're successful in just one area of life, you might just suck in another. I've known billionaires whose romantic lives were in shambles. I've known incredibly emotionally intelligent people who just couldn't make money. And that's totally fine. It doesn't matter where you are. Life doesn't have to stay the same forever. You're not cursed or destined to be miserable or unlucky in love or struggling to make ends meet. You were just never thought how to have it all, how to do things differently, how to master the human experience from a mind, body, and soul perspective. This is where Mind Valley membership comes in. When you become a Mind Valley member, you are coached by the greatest teachers in the world. You get to live a life beyond your wildest dreams and learn the best systems, protocols, methods, step by step by step in just 20 minutes a day to get there. You become the man or woman that you've always aspired to be. And this happens in the easiest, most effective way because of the Mind Valley transformational model. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now. Don't settle for ordinary. Don't settle for your life the way it is now. Aspire to step into your greatness. To that opportunity. Wow. 
Wow, you're right. You're right. Now I read somewhere. I don't know if this is true. This may have been outdated data, but it's still pretty fascinating. I read somewhere that up to 85% of jobs in America do not come from job ads, but come from personal connections. I'd say that's probably true. I don't know the stat, but that seems to make sense to me. A lot of people will quickly go to their connections. You know, the other thing that's happening now is that a lot of times people are not getting the interview because of perhaps social media posts that they've made. People are always back channeling, doing the references. So how you put yourself into the world, both in terms of your connections and also your online brand is so important. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's go on because there's so many powerful ideas here and we won't have time to cover them all, but we're going to do as many as we can. The next one is six degrees of separation. We've all heard of six degrees of separation, but you talk about three degrees of separation. What is that? Yeah. For those of you around the globe, there is a phrase here in the United States, which you might be familiar with. It was called six degrees of separation. And it actually became kind of a game where it was six degrees of Kevin Bacon. People used to joke about that. But because of social media, that amount of connection actually, you know, this was several years back, was down to 3.2 degrees. And so it means that we are connected to everyone around the world within 3.2 degrees. I think it's probably reduced now. So I did look at your profile this morning on LinkedIn. We have 29 first degree connections. Hmm. So, you know, it's pretty powerful if you think about how the network effects of social media has really changed the world and accelerated the pace of connecting. That's amazing. It's amazing. Three degrees for each individual in the world. You also speak about the hidden powers of connection. What are these hidden powers within us and how do we discover them? Sure. Talking about your story at the beginning, when you were talking about that you were shy, another exercise that I like people to do is not only understanding those barriers, but really thinking about what their core passions are, right? I advise people to think about three core passions and to really focus on them. The reason that I do this, I've spent many, many, many years working with brands and companies, brands and companies spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on their brands or core mission. And often it's three. So an example, Apple, their three core values are simple, beautiful, and useful, right? So thinking about what your core values are, if you had three, mine, I try to focus on family, wellness, and also kind of personal growth. Those connections and those hidden connections can be accelerated if you are authentically connecting with people that share your interests. So again, if you're shy and you're going into an event and you know that you're really authentically passionate about technology, meditation, and community, I'm guessing those could be three of yours, right? Mm -hmm. And if you start engaging in conversations around meditation, that's going to be a really powerful and authentic connection and a lot of things can happen. So focus in on what you really are passionate about and try to find that. And then I think really miracles can happen from there. This leads to another thing that you speak about in your book. You said this, when you focus on your passions and reorganize your networking around your values and beliefs, you will discover the kind of lasting relationships, personal transformation, and ultimately tangible wealth that are the foundation for happiness and success. Why do you think people get this wrong? Again, I think that part of it is really taking the time to focus on what you're trying to achieve and to create a plan. I think that often what we do is people will go through life 
without strategically thinking about what they're trying to do. And so I'll give you another example. I decided that one of my career goals was to be on a board. I started charting out what's a good path. Well, first of all, I needed to have the expertise. I took a course at Harvard, Women Succeeding on Boards. And then I started connecting with my network. I was out to dinner with a bunch of women I know, and I communicated, I'm looking for a board opportunity. You know, I really appreciate it. Here's me giving an ask, right? Because I've helped the network for a couple of years or more. And at that, you have to be, you have to be bold. You have to be brave. You're asking for what you're looking for, right? Which is sometimes hard. And then lo and behold, one of the women at that dinner introduced me to the CEO of Reddit. And we started a conversation which lasted probably four to six months. And he was looking for a board member, someone with branding experience and marketing experience. And so here, because I really focused on what I was trying to achieve and things that I was interested in and community and technology, I was able to, with, you know, gratitude, just been such an honor to sit on the board of Reddit. That's amazing. Reddit is one of my favorite websites in the entire world. I was one of the original users on Reddit. I think I was like one of the top 1000 people who signed up. I'm so honored to meet someone on the board of Reddit. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it is, I'd say in terms of networking, Reddit is a really great community based. So you can go find and be passionate about any topic there. And, and there's just so many conversations to have that can, can really help you think and move your ideas forward. Okay. So what we're going to do next is interesting. I want to take this conversation in a different direction. So firstly, for those of you who are here live with us, know that you get to participate open up the Q&A box and you can ask your biggest questions on networking, connecting, building your network for your net worth, all to Gail Porter. Open up the Q&A box and vote for the questions you like or ask your own question. I'll be bringing up anywhere from one to three of you live with Porter shortly so we can begin. Now, Porter, one of the things I want to ask you is this. I'm looking at figuring out how can I bring networking into Mind Valley. Knowing we have a community right now of approaching 60,000 members mm -hmm. and it's growing and growing and growing very, very, very rapidly. We'll soon be well over 100,000 members. They come from all around the world, but we want to add additional value to one members. We want to figure out how to group members together in communities and how to hold live Zooms where members can come together and connect. I'm curious if you have any ideas. What would you advise me and our 300 members who are live with us now? How should we structure these type of networking? Well, first of all, that's great that you are bringing people together in that way and that you've already started such a robust community. Before we started this call, we talked a little bit and you said, should it be by age? Should it be by geography? I actually think one of the most powerful ways to organize is actually by interests. And mm -hmm. so, you know, maybe what you would do is have your community do a, a short questionnaire and what are their three topics and three things that they're most interested in. And then the other thing that's really powerful is ask people, what can they give to the group? What value can they bring to the group and how can they help? So once you have that, you could start kind of pairing off groups and round topics and encourage people to bring value forward. I did this again at Tim's conference. This was pretty interesting. The conference that I mentioned in the beginning at that time, I was still at Virgin America, so I had free airplane tickets. I don't anymore, but I had put two tickets underneath the seats. I said to you know the folks, two of you have a ticket under the seat. And when they found the ticket, 
the goal for them was that they actually weren't going to get the ticket themselves. They had to give it away to someone else that they thought deserved it. So it was really the power of giving and explain to the group why they were giving it away. And it was really magical because it kind of switched the conversation of, again, what are you trying to get out of community? And giving and helping is actually often more powerful than receiving. How would we build that in a virtual community, though? Uh, you know, I think that you could. I think that you could with conversations we now are we're so used to after this past year of operating in a virtual community. I mean, here we have the honor of being able to talk with people around the globe and still really kind of unearth these important topics. So I do think that you can have that. I think you can really build strong connections with all the technology that we have today. I love that. Okay, so let's say we have our members and members who are watching us. I'd love for you to participate. Share your thoughts in the comments. Do you like these ideas? Let's say we had our members and we put our members in different groups, right? Based on their interests or their job title, maybe people into marketing, people into tech and AI, people who are into app development, people who are event planners, people who are coaches. We have all of these different groups. Now we bring people together in a Zoom. What do we do? Like, how do we facilitate that? How do we prevent it from getting boring? Let's say I have a hundred people in a similar field, let's say coaching together on a Zoom call. How do I turn that into a beautiful way for people to deeply connect? Okay, let's take the topic of coaching. First, what I would do is really try to figure out, maybe there's some exercises where you have kind of moderated exercises. And maybe at the beginning, you're talking about some of your lessons and your stories, right? And sharing kind of your coaching lessons story and a kind of an idea. And then you could facilitate and break out into either smaller groups or have people share their own experiences. Again, the power of story is very transformative. And then, you know, depending on the time, then you kind of end with maybe there's three or four people that have been selected where if they have an issue that they need help on, you can rally and brainstorm around a specific person's idea or issue. And then you keep going. I think that it's something that you have to kind of figure out your format, but start with some ideas around structure and then ask for feedback. Sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. So what you're saying is really be organic, survey the community, understand what people would like to see. That's Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to ask an open question to our members here. What do you think of the idea of being able to connect with fellow members in these groups And then having live calls where you guys can come together and we help facilitate connection. Does that idea appeal to you? Or would you feel, you know, there's really so much on mind value that just wouldn't be the most important thing. So people are saying, yes, excellent day. You love it. Hell yes. I'm seeing a lot of positive responses. (laughs) You guys like it. Great. So next question I want to ask you guys is what type of people do you feel you would best want to connect with? Is it people of the same gender, people in the same country or city? Is it important for it to be on values or interests, biking, hiking, or if we could connect you based on your field of work, people working as educators, people working as coaches, people working as as C-level executives. So many people are saying interests and values, interests and values. That's interesting. And I see a note in there about not in the same field. I actually agree with that person. I think that cross field ideas can be a lot more powerful. For example, at Virgin, I had no airline experience and they hired me because of that. They wanted someone to come with a fresh perspective. So I think that being able to 
talk with people that have seen other scenarios, other industries can be really, really fun. So let's say we are connecting people based on values, which I find really, really, really interesting how you've described that. But how do we identify values? How do we pick that up? Because it's such a loosely defined word. The word that I was using was interests rather than values. And that is a little bit more tangible, I think. Hopefully, if we're bringing, you know, values to the table, you know, authenticity, acceptance, creativity, you could lean in and create a list. So maybe I'd start with a questionnaire and think about your audience and all the people here. Obviously, they probably are interested in personal growth because they're part of your community. They're trying to improve their careers. You could start to kind of chart it out. That's really interesting. So those of you who are listening to this podcast, I hope you're getting ideas on how you can start designing communities within your audience for your customers. Now, let's take on questions from the audience. Before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to Porter Gale's book, Your Network is Your Net Worth, Unlock the Hidden Power of Connections for Wealth, Success, and Happiness in the Digital Age. So go Google Porter Gale, that's P-O-R-T-E-R-G-A-L-E, and you'll find the book. It's easily available on Amazon, and I think you're going to love it. Now, let's go on to the questions. So the top question is from Suchitra. And it is a question on introversion. So Chitra, I'm going to bring you live to speak to Porter. Hi, so Chitra, are you ready? Yeah, growing up, I was like your average extrovert, I think, because I didn't have any trouble connecting with people. I used to participate in a lot of extracurricular activities. I wasn't shy. I was seen and known. And then somewhere around late, early adulthood, maybe, I became super shy, introverted, <laughs> just series of things, maybe. I don't know. I mean, somehow it all became like that. And so now asking anybody for, I mean, other than going on Indeed or <laughs> Google or somewhere and applying, talking and reaching out to people is like a mountain for me. To, it's not about what, how they will react or what if. I always go down to, should I ask? I mean, how will it sound? Am I That's a great question. And I just want to point out, Michelle Donner, who currently has the top question, is asking something similar. I'm going to read out Michelle Donner's question because it's related to your Suchitra. Suchitra, I'm going to make you an attendee again. Michelle's question is, I consider myself an introvert. I need baby steps. What's your advice? Porter? First of all, thank you for the question. And what you should know is you're not alone. A lot of people have those feelings and that experience. I myself feel that way often. So be kind to yourself. That's the first thing I would say. And baby steps is a great phrase. Really, you know, if you're going to try to make change, maybe each day, just one little thing. And how can you move forward? I'll give an example of my daughter. My daughter is going to University of Michigan next year, which I know is where you went. They are doing a roommate selection process right now, which is totally overwhelming for her. And I said, you know, okay, today, what you need to do, I want you to direct message three people. Let's see it, three people and see if you can chat with them. So set goals for yourself that are the baby steps. And soon you can kind of move through that. But it's really important to just keep trying and you know, if you're going to an event, instead of trying to meet everybody in the room, focus on having one good conversation. Amazing. Amazing. So congratulations to your daughter getting into Michigan. Great university. Thank you. I like the advice. We're going to go on to the next question. And this is from Erica. 
Erica, you are now a panelist. You can turn on your webcam and ask your question. Good morning from the wonderful upstate New York. Porter, it's great to hear about Reddit. So I would like to become a social entrepreneur. I started a website for recovery in trauma and finding natural ways in established medical practices, but I have never had a business. I have a massage and surgical tech background, but I've never had a business. I don't know the language to be used. I am currently going to take the Eric and Betty's course here on Mind Valley. But what would you say to someone who's never had a business and now is trying to break through to that world? First of all, I want to say you should be proud of yourself that you're taking some step forward around something that you're really passionate about. I did see in the stream that stories heal. Somebody had mentioned that in the chat stream. Stories are really powerful and it, you are bringing good energy and healing to the world. So focus on that and don't give up. What I would say is that training and finding the expertise, whether it's the course that you're taking, there are, you know, a lot of people in programs, you know, community colleges, like try to find kind of a business course and look for a sounding board where you can kind of figure out a business plan or figure out how to start moving your idea forward. So look for collaborators. And there may be other people that are also very interested in this that could be good collaborators for you. Yeah, thank you so much. And Vision Mind Valley has been just so absolutely wonderful in my transformation. I can't thank you enough and many blessings to you and yours. Thank you, Erica. Appreciate your question. And we're going to bring up our next guest. And this is Ricky Conahan. So, Ricky going to bring you up to ask your question. Hi, guys. Kind of, I guess it's a confidence thing. So generally when it's like you turn up to a networking event, I'm typically quite shy and quite reserved. And maybe what those opening questions are to start off a conversation and just get the conversations moving, I guess. So great question, Ricky. You know, first, I would make sure that before you go to the event, you are in a good mindset. You're well-rested, you're not hungry or anxious. So try to go there with good energy. And then, you know, what I found is that people really like when you ask questions about them. So, you know, go there and start dialogue and really asking other people questions and get interested in them. And I've found then that the conversation can really, really flow. And, you know, back to the airline story at the beginning, I think that one of the reasons that the conversations were so interesting because people were we're really shocked. Like, wow, you really, you want to have a conversation with me? No one ever talks to me. So try to, you know, ask thoughtful questions of others and, and then it can start to flow around things that you're interested in. That's great advice. Really appreciate that, Gail. Thanks. Sure. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So Gail, what is the first thing step-by-step step, that one should start doing to adopt this psychology of appreciating networking and getting started? you know, really, again, understanding that I think we're better together instead of just going it alone, right? And that more opportunity and more happiness, importantly, more happiness can be unlocked when we are leaning into things that we care about, when we're connecting with others. And so even if there's moments where 
it seems, you know, hard or painful when you can make those breakthroughs, it can feel incredible. So, you know, there's a phrase, don't leave before the miracle. Think about that and the things that you're trying to accomplish and keep going. Thank you. Thank you. So with that, we wrap up our podcast recording for today. Thank you so much, Porter Gale. And for those of you who are listening on our podcast, you can learn about Porter and her book by going to Amazon, search for Your Network is Your Net Worth, or search for Porter Gale, G-A-L-E. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Porter, and thank you everyone for joining us. Great. Thank you all. It's been a pleasure to be here today. Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.